we're coming from a different perspective. Instead of saying, what's the deficit? What is the problem with your kid's behavior? We're really looking at what do your kid's actions, your kid's interest tell you about their dominant behavior type, the thing they lean towards the most, Mm -hmm. and what does it tell you about their superpower, their skill set, the thing that is going to help them speak up for others, the thing that's going to help them push forward in a hard situation, the thing that's going to help them make friends, those sorts of things. And that's different for all kids. Is your child's challenging behavior leaving you feeling exhausted, defeated, and hopeless? You are not alone. And I want you to know you are not a failure and your child is not broken. Welcome to Calm the Chaos Parenting, the podcast for parents raising strong-willed, highly sensitive, or neurodivergent children. I'm Dana Abraham, parenting expert, and I have helped hundreds of thousands of families just like yours. Each week, I'll share simple science-backed solutions to help you feel more grounded, in tune, and deeply connected to your child, no matter what challenge you face. Start your journey from surviving to thriving as a family at calmthechaospodcast.com. If you have ever wondered why the heck your kid does what they do and what their behavior means, this is the episode for you. Because in this episode, we're going to be decoding your child's most challenging behaviors. We're going to dig into why are they so defiant? Why can't they listen? Why are they so angry all the time? And what exactly does that mean? And how does that change how you parent them? This is something we've been, it's it's something that I absolutely love love talking about. It is one of my favorite things. One of my superpowers, I think, is that I just get people, especially kids. I think that um, you always say I'm everyone's avatar. Like, (laughs) can you explain that just a little bit for people who are not in like the business world? She is able to put herself in other people's shoes. Part of it, I think, is like that is a skill that you have. And then the other part is that I feel like you have lived a thousand lifetimes. It does kind of play into that part that if we don't understand our kids, then we can take the things they say, the things they do really personally, especially if it is the complete opposite of us or if it's exactly like we were when we were kids. And so we're trying so hard for them to not go through some of the similar things that we went through. And so we're trying to change them. For the longest time, I thought that this superpower that I had of understanding people was something that I kind of had to keep to myself, that it wasn't something I could teach or that I could help others understand. And we were able to develop a quiz, the behavior, uh, dominant behavior types quiz. Over 100,000 people have taken that quiz at this point. I mean, it's way more than that. It may be uh, I way more. I haven't checked recently, but you know, unlike the tech side of things, when the database for one quiz gets too big, you have to duplicate it. We've duplicated <laughs> it three times. Okay. You know, so yeah, I think so. we're more in like like a quarter of a million people, something yeah. like that. Yeah, we have had a lot of people take the behavior assessment and every single time people are like, this is spot on. Are you in my house? How do you know my kid? And the thing is, is obviously we don't know every single child and every child doesn't fit into these five categories. But when you've worked with thousands of people around 
around the world, you start to see some patterns emerge. And we've been teaching this struggles to superpowers kind of concept for the last five years. And so we started to really see these dominant behaviors start to emerge. And the flip side, these dominant superpowers start to emerge. Yeah. And I think the most important part, right? Like you were able to take this amazing um, like gift that you have and kind of put mm -hmm. it into a, a quiz format, right? Now, obviously it's limited yeah. to like the questions you can ask and you do have to kind of keep a format yeah. that works for people. Um, no one wants to answer a thousand questions yeah. or something like that. But what's amazing, right? We have so many cool quizzes in the world, yeah. right? You've got like the love language what quiz. What kind of Muppet are you? What kind of Muppet are you? Yeah. You're uh, Nanny? I'm Nanny. I forget who I am. Gonzo? No. I, I, I don't. I would not be surprised. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I feel like I got Kermit, but I don't know what no, that means. No. Beaker, maybe. I, I don't, don't know. We have to look it up I'd now. Have to, I have to go back. And just like those, right, the behavior quiz, like your kid's behavior quiz, is all about about not putting them into a box of, you know, mm. you're unique or spirited. Like that's, that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to give you guys a way out of the box, right? Yeah. We're giving you a roadmap to follow so that you can be your unique self and then start to understand yourself. Yeah, it's a starting point. It's a way to start understanding your child in a different way. And, you know, because we hear these common challenges, people come to us and they'll say, well, my kid is too complex. And, you know, I've gone to the pediatrician, which should be your first go to if you're you're not understanding your child. And they sent me to a therapist and they sent me to a specialist. And everyone says my kid is just a kid, that it's my parenting. And even when you get some sort of diagnosis, you're still not given any sort of roadmap or instruction manual or how to actually understand what this means and how to navigate this. And so we're coming from a a different perspective, instead of saying, what's the deficit? What is the problem with your kid's behavior? We're really looking at what do your kid's actions, your kid's interest tell you about their dominant behavior type, the thing they lean towards the most? Mm -hmm. And what does it tell you about their superpower, their skill set, the thing that is going to help them speak up for others, the thing that's going to help them push forward in a hard situation, the thing that's going to help them make friends, those sorts of things. And that's different for all kids. And so here at Calm the Chaos, we believe that the superpower isn't just the good stuff. You have to put up with things about me because and accept things about me if you also want to celebrate the fact that I'm a quick start, that I'm super creative, that I've got ideas, that I, you know, am all about changing the world and, you know, speaking up for for other people. But that means on the flip side that I leave my socks everywhere in the house. And that means that, you know, I get hyper focused and you may be talking to me and I may have no idea that you're even talking to me. And, and so you can't, just have one. You can't just have the positive side without the negative side. And that's what we believe here about superpowers. Yeah. And I think that the gold of, you know, the work that you have done here is the quiz is kind of like a little mini roadmap for having the relationship you want with your kid. Yeah, it's a really good starting point. It's such a good shift. Now, it is it is a difficult shift. It is the last 
you piece that we even talk about in the book because it's one of the hardest shifts to shift from seeing your kid hitting, kicking, fighting as a superpower into, wait a second, that's just passion, right? Like they're just super passionate about the things that they care about and they may not have any other way to express that. Let me help them with that. That's a big shift when you're first starting out. And so, you know, I just want to give that caveat. And the, the quiz, what I think it does and the assessment when you get the report, what it does is it helps kind of lay out, okay, this is what we know. These are these are some of the negative sides. These are some of the positive sides. And this is like the number one tip for what to do in the moment. And that's what we're going to lay out some in this episode here. Sure. And even as you were describing it, you said like, oh, this is the good behavior. This is the bad behavior. And like it, in my head, I was like, what's a bad behavior to you might not be for me. Right. Like elbows on the table. Ooh, my mom woof, really did not like elbows on the table. Right. Elbows yeah. on the table. Uh, we had one client whose daughter really just wanted to uh, play with the neighbor's puppy and had asked to play with the puppy. And the mom was like mortified, like, holy cow, that's not even Why? your puppy. Why, Why are, are you overstepping? Yeah, you're boundary. overstepping. Yeah. You know, and it, like the neighbor didn't care. Yeah, yeah. Right. But what's one's person's gold is another yeah. person's trash. So like, that's what I'm yeah. saying. It's just, it's just yeah. behavior. Perspective. And it's a way to look at it differently. Yeah. And, and so this episode is kind of made up a little differently than our past episodes. Um, if you've been listening, we've been kind of doing, I just heard this episode's kind of made up. No, no, no. <laughs> it's made up differently. I, you you're, we made it up. You are so squirrely today. No, I'm not. I, yes. So squirrely. Okay. So you're, <laughs> For those of you on the podcast, he just made a squirrel face. Okay. Which, by the way, we had to take videos of squirrels and of chipmunks because our Australian team members had not seen a chipmunk before. They didn't know they were so small. Okay. Back to struggles to superpowers. So normally in our episodes or in the past, you know, 10 episodes, we have kind of shared this challenge, this concept, and then we walk you through the Calm the Chaos plan using you, connect, understand, empower. This really is um, focusing in just on that you piece. It is that that thought swap. And then we're going to share some of that plan of what you can do in the heat of the moment based on each behavior type. But we're it's kind of um, set up a little differently in this episode because we're not going to walk you through the whole Calm the Chaos plan. Instead, we're going to walk you through the five dominant behavior types that we have found after working with thousands of parents around the world. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. All right. So we've talked about the struggle to superpower swap. And so what I want to talk about is the five dominant behavior types. And these can also be considered the five most common superpowers. Now, Inside the book, we spell out step-by-step how to do the struggles to superpower swap. And there are more superpowers than just these five, but this is such a great starting point. And so, and we find that a lot of children and adults fit into one of these five categories. And you have a dominant one, and then you also have secondary or tertiary ones that kind of uh, mix together and they do end up um, giving you a very unique child in front of you. So there are five types. The first one is in no particular order whatsoever. Um, we have creative, we have fierce, adventurous, spirited, and unique. 
So those are the five. Now let's go in and let's just talk a little bit about each one. Let's talk about how that can present itself to a parent who's just starting out and what those struggles and superpowers might look like. And um, something really fun, I think, is when we can kind of relate that back to maybe like a TV character or something like that. So you guys can see that this is really common. So talk to me about some of the struggles of a creative type. Um, well, I mean, I feel like I should be the one describing this. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> name names, Dana, but, uh, you know, struggling to complete tasks, mm -hmm. uh, struggling with maybe focus, needing to take, you know, frequent breaks, lack of motivation or desire. Or it might even just appear that way to the girl. Uh, this is absolutely yeah. like appearances. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is not a fact about the person. No, no, it's just no, no, how no. it appears. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, sometimes extremely disorganized. Um, socks. Organized um, chaos. Socks everywhere. Paper towels. Just everywhere. not a priority. Maybe they lose things often. Speaking of, where are your AirPods? I found a set of AirPods and I put them on the charger. The ones that don't work. I have a feeling they're the ones that don't work. <laughs> they're the ones that don't work. Okay. But uh, I did find a pair of AirPods because you said, where are your AirPods? Where did they go? They're so expensive. I can't believe you lost them. I probably, I probably even <laughs> said it like that too. Well, I think from my perspective, it was, you know, they are brand new and they are several hundred dollars. Why haven't you made it a priority to look for them? That was the question I said. Yeah, because I didn't need them. <laughs> Fair enough. So it wasn't a priority to look for them. However, I'm going on a trip tomorrow, and so I've been thinking about them, and so I've been searching, but well, I haven't found them yet. I did for, find an alternative one. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Creative. So this is a really good example of a creative type. And, you know, on the flip side of this squirrel brain. Those are sort are, of the downside. Those, those or the, could the be negative, seen as the, the struggles. struggles. Yeah. yeah. And so, but on the on the flip side, you have a kid or a human who is an extremely creative thinker. They are imaginative. They are constantly coming up with new ideas. They actually are, could be really inventive. They think outside the box. They come up with solutions that no one else would have really thought of or figured out. Um, a lot of times they're really fun and playful, sometimes too fun and playful or goofy. Sure. Um, and, and. They have so many ideas that they almost have to be like reined in. These are your kids that might just like talk nonstop. They might just like, you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't get them to stop because they, they love, um, they love thinking and they love creating and they love coming up with ideas. And that doesn't necessarily mean, I think when people think of creative, they think it means artsy craftsy, like making. And I don't think that being a visionary, being this creative behavior type necessarily means that you are a very arty person. You sure. could be, but it doesn't have to Well, be. it's an interesting one, right? Like for me, uh, I don't know that people would say I was creative out of the box because I'm pretty logical, a pretty reasonable human. But at the I've same done the behavior quiz. You don't, you don't end here. I'll show you where you do. Yeah. So, 
Um, yeah, it doesn't end here. Right. But like, I am extremely creative, yes, right? I absolutely. have to problem solve for the entire team. Yeah. Uh, I have several albums worth of music, yeah. right? That I wrote myself. Like all of that is creative, yeah. right? I enjoy creating on multiple levels, yeah. but it's not this sort of like Willy Wonka yeah. elf, yeah. uh, you know, like <laughs> Luna Lovegood style character Hunk, of creating. Punky Brewster. Punky Brewster. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Richard Branson. You know, so there's lots of lots of places here, you know, and here's the thing about assessments and quizzes like Enneagram. You can hear something and all of it be like, that's my kid. And then you go to the next one. You're like, that's my kid. And then you go to the next one. You're like, that's my kid. But that's why you use an assessment, because we painstakingly, is that the right word? Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, went over the right questions to ask and the options to give and the things like that. And we looked at every aspect of your child's life for the most part to ask questions in these different areas because it it's a, a it's a holistic and a comprehensive view when you when you do the assessment instead of just, oh yeah, that's mine or yeah, that's me. You know, um, same with like, if you do Enneagram or any of those, you can't be like, well, I'm a four without really doing the assessments and like going through all the questions because you're going to pick out the things that you want. Fair enough. Yeah. What would it look like to handle a challenging situation in the heat of the moment? So let's say they they haven't cleaned their room yet. Let's say that they are taking 20 hours to get out the door in the morning and you're just like, this would take five minutes if you would just stop dilly-dallying or whatever. Like, how does that change the way we interact with a child when they're this like, big thinker, when they're creative, when they their brain's going 100 miles an hour. Sure. Now, I think if we were to enter in that situation of, you know, like we have a room that's just in total disarray. Uh, we have a student who um, their daughter loves to bake. Uh, but anytime the baking happens, like it's a holy hot mess. It's mm, uh, a good example. Yeah. So what would you do if you walk in and the kitchen is just... So, you know, in this instance, yeah, I like suddenly (laughs) Count Count Dracula appeared. Flour everywhere, dishes everywhere. I don't say blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Trash on the floor. Okay. Uh, So what I said um, to her was, you know, how can we utilize uh, her superpowers of that creativity to, you know, bake in tiny steps of cleaning along the way. Mm. Because once we're three hours into the the clean or the, the baking and no cleaning has been done, mm-hmm. it's a it's a nightmare. Yeah. Um, and there are steps that you can take in between. Now, I would also pair this probably with trying to understand the plan. Uh, that the the person doing the baking or the person doing the mess, like what's in their head? What are the steps? Mm-hmm. What are they thinking? Uh, I would probably limit the amount of steps, right? It's not like first you have to clean this, then you have to clean this, then we yeah. do this, and then we do that, and then we do this, yeah. right? Because they would they've definitely already... be breaking it down because it's going to be so overwhelming for this person to get started with the cleaning or this child. It's also going to be hard for them to stay focused on the cleaning aspect because they're not going to get this reward of this thing they created at the end. And so, um, 
so building systems has to happen out of the moment. And you're absolutely right, like breaking this down and and understanding what they were thinking. Um, and I think really celebrating the fact that they were so creative, that they were, you know, creating this thing and then be like, OK, how can I help you? clean this like they're going to need support at first and then they're going to need that gradual release yeah absolutely okay which one do you want to go to next uh let's go fierce Ooh, fierce all right so fierce is um is a really good one because fierce is this kid that is you know they're they're kind of forceful with their body. Um, you might see hitting, you might see aggression, you might see leaning or just like they, they roughhouse a lot. Um, you may even see this like very strong armed, like this is my way. This is the way we're doing this. Um, you may see them not really backing down. Some other people might call them very strong willed. And you're going to see some overlap in another one of the behavior types that's very similar. But with the fierce one, you're really getting that like everything is intense. It's the best way I know to describe it is like, you know, this kid, if you've got this kid, you're like, my kid is intense, you know, like everything about them is just big. Um, and yeah. so what's the flip side of that? Well, I think the flip is that more often than not, a fierce child is extremely passionate. Oh my gosh. I think that's the one word that I think of when I think of a fierce child or behavior type is this passion for life, this passion for what they believe in, this passion for right and wrong, this, you know, passion for all these things that are so important to them. And they can't think of any, there is no uh, scale of one to a hundred. It is just zero or a hundred. It's like, I'm either all out or I'm all in. And finding a happy medium in there is something that this child will have to learn to do because it's not their natural instinct to go halfway on anything. Um, it's not their natural instinct to compromise. It's not their natural instinct to, um, to let others take the lead. Like these are going to be your really competitive kids. Like there's just a lot here that really, um, there's so much good in that, right? Like, and I think a lot of our leaders and a lot of that, um, they do have this fierce behavior type. It's about helping them hone how to not crush other people with this, this passion and this fierceness and how to still keep that fire lit. Yeah. Uh, and I know that when I am most passionate about a project mm -hmm. or something that I'm working on, uh, I will not stop until I sort of achieve that result. Right. Now, that's some other like factors at play, but that passion that's driving it uh, is really at the core. Mm -hmm. And for me, I have to watch out for how I treat others who may be less passionate about that thing mm. uh, as I'm like going through the world. Yeah. And I think for, for in the moment, if we're going to talk about like, how do you handle this in the moment? Um, obviously that's something we specialize in one, I think, because I was raised with very fierce people. I am extremely fierce. Um, and, and my my son, our son is extremely fierce. And so I think we it's something that we've worked on a lot. And it's also the most dangerous out of the behavior types if it's not honed and if you don't understand it. And so. Well, sure. And there's, you know, 
when you can be very passionate, your like the danger zone is like that anger. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it can be really destructive. And so we have to be really cautious. Um, and so for me, what I think of for in the moment is I think of when a, an incredibly fierce child, a passionate child is like, if they're lit up, if they are worried or upset or they are feeling really like they're at that level 100, they need a wall to run into. They need a, to crash. And you don't want to be that like that wall, if that makes sense, because that's where it's going to be this big explosion. So instead of going in and strong arming of like, we don't hit, that's not what we do. Quit that, you know, stop that behavior. Even if you come in of like, you know, and we, this happened the other day in the car, just this little bitty of like, why are you, why do you have that tone with me? Or why are, what was it? Why are you being disrespectful or when at the car, when he was like, Oh, I, I asked him, why do you have such an attitude? Right. Why now? do you have such an attitude, which you didn't mean in like a combative way, but in the moment, if you're dealing with a fierce kid and if you say anything that feels combative to them, they could just explode even more. Yeah. Well, I was, he was, uh, he asked a very ridiculous question. And <laughs> you don't have to go into the whole story. We won't go into the whole story. But he asked a ridiculous question, and the answer was clearly no. Uh, and he couldn't understand why it was a no. It was unfair to his logical circuits. Uh, and I was picking up on his, like, indecision or, like, not un not capable to understand what was happening in the moment. And to me... I was like, why are you giving me such an attitude? This is a no brainer. Like this isn't happening. Uh, and he was like, I'm not giving you an attitude. Yeah. And then I was able to say, okay, if you're not giving me an attitude, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, you're confused. Yes. Let me explain this to you. But years ago, that would have triggered him even further. Sure. Or here's, here's a more reasonable like uh, instance for this type of thing where when we eat, meals, uh, we very rarely construct the whole meal and put it in front of all five of us because we have all very different tastes. And there was one time where there was stuff for burgers, you know, just lettuce and mayo and pickles and stuff. And uh, he came down and he was like, I need you to make me this burger. And we were like, no, you could just make it yourself. Like everyone else made their burger. And he started getting really angry and everyone was like, whoa, man, just like settle down. Let's make a burger real quick. And I recognized he was like a little panicky. And I said, Elijah, do you know how to make the burger? And he said, no. And then I was like, okay, so if someone shows you how to make the burger, you're going to pay attention? He, yeah. Right. But it's just in the moment when you have these fierce kids, it can show up with the anger as like kind of a default, like, oh, something's not right here. Like, uh, yeah. let me let me kind of girl up or burl up like and being able to stop in the moment and be like, what's really happening here? Is there a lack of understanding, a lack of skill? How can we approach this so that we don't like ruffle feathers any further? Yeah, I, I think is where I was going with that. Yeah. And I think that that 
that's exactly what I'm saying too, is that like with these kids, you really do want to soften and you really do want to give benefit of the doubt, stay curious, have that curious mindset. It's not easy either because like the vibes are not good sometimes. Right. And so, you know, and I hope you're hearing like we're human. So there are still times where, you know, we'll get set off. Like, why are you so upset or what's going on? Like, you know, and and with this, it is, it feels really combative. And the, as the adult, it's kind of our job to remove that combativeness and be like, safe place. All right, let's get to safety. Let's get calm. Let's figure out what's going on. And let's just see where, where we're at. Where's our head out? What are we thinking? And that's my number one tip for fierce. And when I think of a real life fierce person, I mean, the Hulk is like one of my favorite examples of fierce, um, because he's super passionate about the science side as Bruce Banner. And then as Hulk, he's just super passionate about like Hulk smash, rah, you know, like he's just super passionate. But again, the majority of our, uh, struggling parents come to us. And this is one of the number one uh, behavior types that people will see. And I wouldn't say it's the number one behavior type of kids. I would say it's the one that people come to us with because they're, they've tried all other things and they're struggling to find support for their kid and they're being blamed and they're being shamed. And so if you end up with a fierce kid after you take the quiz, I want you to know, like, you're not, kids not broken. You're not doing something wrong. Like, this is part of who they are. And now it's about working with them and figuring out how to navigate life with this super passionate kid. Dana here. And guess what? My book, Calm the Chaos, has officially launched. So if you enjoy the podcast and find the stuff we're sharing valuable, I'm 100% sure you're going to love the book. You can get your copy at calmthechaosbook.com. And if you use this link, you'll also get some special bonuses. So once again, the link is calmthechaosbook.com. Thanks. I hope you're enjoying the show. The next one is, um, let's go ahead and do spirited because I think it's very similar to fierce kiddo and fierce dominant type. So, and I, I want to caution myself even. I want to remind myself, it's not necessarily a fierce kid or a spirited kid. This doesn't say everything about them. It is their behavior, you know, it's their dominant behavior type. But there's so much more under the surface. There's so much more that makes your kid who they are. And so this is one aspect of it. Um, and so I just and wanted that's, to... That's exactly what I mean. Like, this isn't a box to put your kid right, in. Right. This is a, a map to get out of the box. Absolutely. So spirited. Spirited is that kid that... Um, just, you know, they beat to their own drum. They do not care what you want them to do. They are going to do what they want to do. Um, they struggle to follow directions. They, if there's a rule, they're going to figure out how to break it. They might ignore requests. Their favorite word might be no. Um, you know, these are the kids where you'll hear people describe them as, you know, strong-willed for sure. Um, and maybe with fierce, you'll hear them described as explosive, right? So kind of just if you've heard these terms before, this is kind of where you might see that. And so what's the flip side of the spiritedness? Well, what I love about spirited kids uh, is that they have a mind of their own. 
Mm. Right. Like they are making decisions based on the things that motivate and move them and what they think is fair, right and just in this world, Mm -hmm. uh, which is pretty amazing. Yeah, they have their own value set, whether whether it fits other people or not. Right. But they they are like, this is my path and I'm headed on it. And if something gets in the way of it, you better watch out. Right. And so that is that can be really volatile. Uh, and that can also be really amazing and world changing. Yeah. Now we had someone in our community uh, share a post, and I don't remember the source. Uh, so sorry for the the non sourced quotation here, but essentially it said something to the effect of, you know, when you say, you know, my kid never listens, what you're really saying is my kid never obeys. Whoa, like gauntlet thrown, yeah. right? Like you hit in the face with the leather glove. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. And I think this comes to play yeah. with spirited kids. Yeah, because right? they are listening. Are they, they are, listening oh, they are or listening are they not everything. obeying yeah. the thing that you want yeah. them to do? 100%. Yeah. And and so the other thing that I think of here, and that was, I, I can't ever say the name right. It's like Occupy Therapist, or I, I know the link so we can give it in the show notes because it's a great little quote. Oh, the what I referenced. Yes. Okay, yes. I do it. know the reference. We can link it in the show notes if it we was end really up. good. It is really good. I love it. The flip side is that these kids are super confident in their own decisions. They are like, this is what I want and I'm going for it. Um, they really are that leader. They like to take the lead. They're the ones on the playground that have all the kids lined up and they're like, you go second, you go third and you go fourth. Right. And they're the ones who walk into your house and they just are like, I'm having a snack today. You know, like they just, they know what they want and they're going for it. It's like this little girl who wanted to play with the dog and she wasn't going to take no for answer, but she wasn't like throwing a fit afterwards. Now, sometimes you might see that if they haven't learned that yet, but there is a lot of like, I want to make my own choice. I want to live by my own rules. I want to live by my own schedule. And so in the moment you you pushing against them is only going to create a power struggle. It takes two people to create a power struggle. And so if you have a kid saying no, and then you're like, yes, you will, right? Like you're just going to keep butting heads. And so when you they say no, it's like, okay, I hear that you don't want to do this. Can you tell me more? Right. That can you tell me more is so powerful with these kids because they are the ones that want to talk it out. They are the ones that want to tell you everything about what they think. Sure. And to the point of like when there is a, you know, you guys are meeting each other and and there's like heads butting. Right. Like you can't control a controller with more control. No, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't work. Um, Yeah. On our like little cheat sheet of kind of like, you know, what what develops like a spirited kid or a fierce kid, uh, this one really stands out to me because uh, she's one of my favorite, uh, Princess Merida yes. uh, from Brave. Uh, she just, she knows what she wants. She knows what's right, what feels good to her, right? And she's like bucking the system the yeah. whole movie. Well, I think like Little Mermaid's very similar. We just watched the new Little Mermaid. And yep. I think she's just like, yeah, you could see a lot of that like, creative type as well but you see this like i am bucking the rules because i know what i want like i believe humans are not all bad and so i am gonna buck what my dad tells me to do and and so 
I think that those two examples are really good examples. They lead the way, they push through, um, they, if, you know, and I think of um, in our own membership and in our own programs, we've had so many students who have children like this. And at first, it's just constant battles. It's just constant fights between mom or dad and this child and with siblings and at school. And when you can hone this superpower, these are the kids that are coming up with solutions for the whole family. These are the kids that you see in the corner of the classroom who are huddling with the other kids. And then they're taking it to the teacher and saying, you know, we have a we have a concern. There are some kids who are feeling like they're being left out. And we came up with this solution. And they're the ones running that that problem solving and that change. And, and it comes with skill building out of the moment. It comes with modeling how to communicate. And, but it's not about getting rid of that need for strong leadership or that need for what is right and what is wrong and their, their own way. You want them to, to still keep that. And that's why we don't teach blind compliance. And that's why we don't teach like, this is the only way. This is great. You know, uh, what I was thinking of uh, is there was a boy in our program. I, I think he was about seven or eight at the time. Uh, there was an incident where like the kids were playing in the backyard and the neighbor, like the adult neighbor, uh, was getting kind of bossy and mean and rude to some of the children. Uh, and the way he was mm. speaking to them wasn't very nice. You mm. know, I'm, I'm imagining like get off my lawn. Uh, and this eight-year-old boy like went out and challenged the old man. Oh no. And <laughs> I don't know if I know this story. You do. Okay. You do. Okay. Uh, Keep going. And the result wasn't very pleasant. Okay. Right? Because when an eight-year-old boy runs out and starts yelling at a 50-year-old man yeah, to that's not, not leave work. his friends alone, it's not going to work from an adult perspective, like right. old way perspective. Now, you know, what that resulted in was the old man marching to the mom's, you know, back door and knocking on the door and saying, your kid, he's a Blanking so-and-so. on this whole thing. It's fantastical. Um, what was that about creative types forgets things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's okay. It's okay. So so what, what came of it after well, this, like, Because the mom was in our program, you know, she was like, whoa, 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 hold on. I don't know any of the details. You're telling me one piece of the story. Let's get my son and we'll talk about it. Yeah. Right. And the son told the whole story, not just the one sliver of truth that this man the was trying. Yeah. Not just the, the one piece, but the whole picture. Right. So she got all of the pieces and then she realized that he was advoc- advocating for what he thought was right in the yeah. situation, which was treating all of the humans in the situation equally, yeah. not just adult versus kid. Yeah. And instead of uh, just getting in trouble because another adult said so, it turned into a celebration of, wow, you were standing up for what's right. OK, now you ended up yelling at the kid at the, the adult Here's we a can, way to do that in the future. We can okay. we can work on the skill of advocating and doing that in a more respectful way or in a in a less like like mama bear way. Uh, but yeah. it was just this fantastic uh, example, example, yeah, of yeah. spirited type kind yeah. of in the moment. Yes, I love that so much. Now, um, this next type 
spoiler alert, this is where when I've done the behavior quiz, Jason, this one falls as a dominant one. Um, it's because this- well, Scooby-Doo is on the <laughs> list of possible characters. I love Scooby-Doo. And Caillou. <laughs> I don't know anything about Caillou. Um, I wish it said Eeyore. It does say Eeyore. Okay. Because... <laughs> It's very clear that you made this list. It's like, I didn't. Eeyore, I did piglet. not make this list. Okay. We did a lot of research. We actually put these characters. So what we did, and this is like, guys, we really had a lot of fun with this. We would think of a character and then we would go through the quiz as that character. And we'd answer as if we were that character to see what it ended up with. And so that's how we ended up with these. We actually did not. in. we didn't like. Who did the one with the main character from Twilight? The girl. Like, I don't know. Who, who answered the quiz like her? Jeanette. <laughs> <laughs> Jeanette was brilliant. She's so good at this stuff. Okay. 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 So anyway, um, back to. So unique. And everyone's like, oh, every child's unique. Now, this one is that like when, you know, and I said earlier, like beats to their own drum. But like unique is like. I have my own set of likes and dislikes and preferences, and that means that I might be oversensitive. That might be that, like, I get, and this is, this one has the widest range of behaviors you might see. So this is, like, when you were little, you'd go mad, mad, mad. You know, you get really upset, really sad, you know, mad or sad, either one, right? Doesn't really like to be alone or only likes to be alone. It's like either ones, right? Like it's like cautious of new people or new things. Um, doesn't really like the feeling of clothes that might be itchy or they're really particular. And most people would call these kids picky, right? Like I think that this is like where you're, you're worried, you're picky, you're, um, very, very particular kids land. And I'm, I'm describing the, the struggle side, because I don't like the word picky at all. I like the word particular, like, uh, well, even particular likes, has a negative, uh, like I always selective. say that our daughter has very specific preferences and That's she fine. knows them, right? It's not even that she is particular, but she, she is particular and she knows this is what I like. This is what I don't like. This is what I like. This is what, and she like advocates and stands up for those things. Yeah. I, I still think, you know, particular is code for like old woman Willington is particular. Right? Well, I think that's like, the meaning you're placing on it. I think particular just means like, I like this thing, but I don't like that thing. Like, I know what I like and I know what I don't like. Like, these are the kids, and then, like, with the superpower side, these kids thrive on a plan. Like, they want to know what's coming, and they don't like changes in the plan. And it's actually a superpower that they are cautious, because these are the ones that are paying attention to detail. They're, like, logically thinking through their steps. They are, um, you know, they're in tune with others, whether they know it or not. And so, um, like, I think for a long time, you might not have even described yourself as empathetic, but I think you're incredibly empathetic um, and in tune with other people. Well, I, I, I think that people don't understand what empathy is or what 
what it means to be like empathic. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then so nobody explains that to you as a child. Well, I think empathic and empathetic are two different things. Like empathetic is like, I recognize your feelings and therefore I feel for you. I'm very empathetic. I also am empathic and can literally feel your feelings yeah. or feel your emotions or feel sure. your um, uh, your energy. Right. And I know that sounds I'm always like Jason's the woo-woo one, but like I do, I, you know, we were on we Zoom. We all do. We right? all do. We all do. And <laughs> because we're social beings, we are social beings, but some of us are more sensitive to it than yeah, others. I'm like what I mean by that, we all do, right? We're all not as like tapped in and tuned in as I am yeah. per se, but you walk into the doctor's office after there's just been like a patient screaming at the nurse for waiting in the you know, in the office for an hour, you don't have to have participated yeah. in that. Like you walk in the room and you're like, something has happened. Well, and here. you can even get it through like a, you know, through online, through this podcast. If Jason and I were sitting here arguing, you would feel the difference between it. We were on a Zoom call the other day in our membership and I had them walking through their fears of the real world, like when their kid kids go out into the real world. And so they had to brainstorm these fears and then go into a breakout room and talk with other parents about their fears. I didn't give them a swap yet. I didn't give them anything to ground in. I didn't give them anything to be joyful in. And so then they came back and it was just like, like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like everything was slow and swampy and sad and it was just like oh my gosh this is awful let's move this to another way you know and they could feel it they could see it they could feel it and then we did a little exercise they all go in and talk about it they came back and they came back with big smiles on their face and they were like kind of jumpy and bouncy and it just was a whole different energy sure yeah yeah uh, I was actually thinking about the time that you and I were like in a little tiff and we were angry at each other, but we had to do a webinar for one of our programs oh and it, there was like a tension. We were, we were it. so mad at each we other, were, like kind of mad at each other. Like, what are you doing? Ugh, next line. We were so mad. I but don't we, even remember what we were mad about, but we had to do a webinar because it was live and it was the best webinar that yeah, we had, we had ever the, done. The most sales of all time. And we were just angry at each other. Yeah. So we so just maybe, have angry. Every time we do a podcast, we should get into a fight. What do we do in the moment with these guys? Um, pray. <laughs> Great. No. Great. I think that we don't. I think we remove the fact that anything they say or do is about us. Like that is a huge one for this. Like it's for every kid. But I think with this one in the moment, you can't take what they're saying or doing personal. Them not wanting to eat your food is not because they don't like you. Like them not wanting to wear clothes, like the certain clothes you bought them. My mom used to get so hurt when my kids didn't want to wear the clothes or I didn't want to wear the clothes that she got me. But it really was like that doesn't feel good on my body. It has nothing to do with you. I don't want to spend time with you. Well, that has nothing to do with the person. And so if we can remove emotion, I think that's one of the quickest things we can do in the heat of the moment with kids who are incredibly unique and particular and they know their likes and dislikes. And even if they don't know them yet, but they, and the other thing is ask them what plan they have going on in their head. Like that one is yeah, like the, such the a game changer. Like, can you tell me what you thought was going to happen? That is a game changer for a kid who is like super sensitive. It, it may not be the go-to, but I think this is going to be the secret to unlock your unique kid. It may not be about them, right? Remember, these guys are detail-oriented. They are watching everything that's happening mm -hmm. like a hawk. Now, the problem with being small is you don't necessarily have the experience 
or the like the they don't have that metacognition we were yeah, talking about that yeah, earlier. Yeah, like they, they don't have the the advanced brain yeah, functionality. They don't know how to explain their thinking. So they may misinterpret situations. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that might be troubling them the most might have nothing to do with them at all. Yeah, and it might be 10 steps ahead. These are your like chess players, right? They're thinking, if I do this, then this will happen. Then this will happen. Then this will happen. Then this will happen. And they're 20 steps ahead already. And that's why they're upset is because they're thinking through all the possible outcomes and they don't like the end outcome. And they don't realize yet because of their age or because they haven't had that experience, they don't realize that you can make a change each step of the way before you get to that end outcome. And there's actually, you know, numerous ways to get a different outcome. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk Last about one. the adventurous type. Yeah. So, and this, this one is the first time that like we're doing a longer podcast and it doesn't bother me because I feel like we're really giving a lot about each of the behavior types, but we are going kind of long here. Maybe, maybe it's just me talking to you every time we record a podcast that it's okay if they're long. I still haven't hit that yet. Okay. Okay. So, but I really, like I said, I could literally talk about this all day, every day, like talking about kids, talking about humans and their struggles and superpowers and the flip side and how that affects how they interact with the world, how we interact with them. I think if every single person on this planet was able to look at people in this way, we would be able to change the world. We would not have all the fights that we have if we could see both this side and that side of a human and 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 their intent, their good intent behind them. Yeah. So, so let's talk about some of the struggles yeah. that you might have. Yeah. So adventurous. adventurous. Woo. So these are your wild and crazy kids like these are the kids that are jumping on the furniture these are the kids that are climbing on everything like they're climbing the cabinets these are the ones that are like getting on the roof these are the ones that like they just like they don't care about danger like it's almost like they invited in right and it doesn't matter like what you say or do they still are just always on the go um they might play rough with others, they might, oh my gosh, this happens. So when you have someone over, they just, you just know they're the kid that is going to say something at the most inopportune time and is going to be the most inappropriate thing in the world. And you're just going to want to like hide and be like, oh my God, that's my kid. Right? Like, but if it's not a, your kid, it's hilarious. If it's not your kid, it <laughs> is hilarious. And that kind of takes us to the other side. Well, right? It's funny because you're talking about like jumping on the furniture and climbing the cabinets. Uh, so when my uncle Billy was a child, he would climb the cabinets in his sleep. One time grandma woke up and he was sleeping on top of the refrigerator, oh like gosh. in his sleep. Climber. Yeah, just imagine what he was like in, in waking time. Oh, my gosh. These are, yeah, but these are these are your kids that, you know, I feel like the term helicopter parenting came from parents of these kids, but the other parents just didn't know what was going on. Because if you have a kid like this, you go to the playground and you are a hawk. You are like watching every move of this kid because you're like, 
one wrong move and they could accidentally push a kid from the top, right? Or, you know, they are just moving so fast. Not talking from experience. Not at all. all, Not at all. Right. Um, But these kids are moving so fast that, um, and there's some very real danger here. I mean, these are your kids that you're just so afraid because that, that impulse control is not there. They're, they don't have that sense of danger. As a parent, you can't help but be afraid of like, what is this kid going to do next? Yeah. You know? And so, it's, it's, it's valid. So I just wanted to state that like the fear of the danger with these kids is very valid. Yeah. Now let's talk about the flip side. Like what are yeah. some of the amazing, like superpowers? That oh, come these from are this? your kids that are not afraid to take risk, right? These are your kids that are super inquisitive. They are not afraid to try new things, test things out. Um, they're, they experiment things. They're full of energy. They're full of life. They walk into a room and everybody knows they're there. They're the kid at the school that everybody knows that kid's name because that kid walks into the school and the school lights up with energy and joy, right? And they're just... They are explorers. They are like testing and trying and touching and figuring things out. And that is just such a cool aspect to have. If you can't tell, I love like the the early childhood educator in me. Absolutely. Like this is that that piece that we want to light up in every child is that that joy of life and that inquisitive nature. Yeah. I'm just imagining like Indiana Jones as a child. Yeah, probably. Is he on our list? Yeah. We have, oh, we do have Indiana Jones. like Tarzan is Peter Pan, Curious George, Dennis the Menace, Tigger, right? Like so much energy, just like um, all this energy and nowhere really to displace it. Um, this is also, if we think about our athletes, if we think of like Michael Phelps, Simone Biles, like any of those types of like, you know, athletes, these are the the ones where they've taken that that big energy, they've taken this inquisitiveness, this drive, this push, and they've put it into something really, really useful and something that, you know, has has been really, you know, amazing for them. And one of the things that well, it, it's funny you say that. Uh, I'm thinking about how many professional athletes have to put clauses in their contracts saying that they can't do X, Y, Z things, dangerous things, dangerous things. You know, like riding motorcycles <laughs> yeah. and ski jumping and all the things that could potentially hurt them, because you know they're getting paid ten to. $40 million dollars a year or whatever. Whereas like my daughter would never think of that. Like my daughter actually, you know, we're going to be homeschooling her soon. Like surprise. Ah, we might need to do a whole episode on homeschool experience, but we're going to be homeschooling our daughter next year. And so that opens up opportunities for like her to really hone her ballet. Like she loves ballet, loves dance. And so we've been talking about maybe she could do some ballet and she's been really interested in horses and horse ballet. No, separate. So she's also been interested in horses. So I was like, oh, maybe they there's some horseback riding we could do during the day. And because we now have like open times. And and she said to me the other day, she said, you know, I've decided I don't want to do horseback riding. And I said, why is that? And she said, because dance is so important to me. And the one thing that dancers have to be careful of is getting hurt. And I don't want to get hurt as a horseback rider and not be able to dance. Like, 
your adventurous kids are not thinking that at all. They're like, bring it on. No, they're doing the ballet on the horse. <laughs> they're doing ballet on the horse. hundred percent. They're the ones that are doing like the circus arts and all of that. Sure. And, um, and so in the moment, this is like that impulse is what I'm thinking of. I'm also thinking of daredevil comes to mind. Right? Yeah. Like, like they're, they're climbing things. They're jumping on the furniture and helping them instead of just squashing it and be like, get off the furniture. It's like, okay, I see that you need to jump. Let's go outside and jump or let's get on the trampoline. Let's or, find an appropriate let's find outlet a, for that. Energy. Let's find an outlet for that instead of doing it here. Um, and a lot of that's going to come ahead of the moment with these kids. And the more that you can build tools for them to be able to get that, um, that need met. And, you know, this is one I don't really, this is where I would really encourage you guys to uh, dig into some sensory, right? Check out our Sensory Processing 101 book um, because proprioceptive input here, um, vestibular input, this is going to help these kids a lot if this is their go-to. Yeah. And I think what having the appropriate like sensory diet will do for adventurous kiddos is it will allow them just that extra second or two to process what they're about yeah. to do. And maybe instead of doing like a level 10 danger, they're going to do a level six or a level seven, right? And they'll be able to navigate that. Yeah. And and it's definitely not about saying be careful, right? It's have you thought about what are you, what was your next move? How are you going to maneuver yeah, it, that? It's not it's, about not doing it. It's about yeah. navigating the adventure safely. Yeah. Yeah, this was a great episode. I really liked this episode. I hope everyone did too. Like just going through all of these is a really high level. So talk to me, what should they do as their tiny next step? Well, I think the most obvious thing is to take the take the quiz. Where do they do that? Uh, behaviorquiz.com. Yes, behaviorquiz.com. We'll link it in the show notes as we always do. Like and English behavior or United States yeah, without American the U, behavior. Without the U. Not the, not yeah. the UK Behaviorquiz.com. <laughs> when you head over there, uh, you put in your email address and it'll take you through a series of questions. And some of the questions might not be perfect. So if you're doing this for a toddler, it might ask how they act at school. Just when you're trying to teach your toddler something, how do they respond, right? In It might ask like, what do they do? Um, what do they like to do with their free time? And I don't think it says electronics. So this is outside of electronics. What do they like to do with their free time? Um, and so there's a couple questions that aren't perfect, but do your best to be like, okay, let me think about my kid. And you can take it different for uh, separately for each kid. And then you'll get an email that's actually going to print out a report that shares a lot of the information, a printable of what we just shared for your child's unique superpower and behavior type, and then gives you a list of some of those like real life characters, um, some of those just, you know, on the screen characters um, or real humans and then characters. And then also that number one tip for what to do in the heat of the moment. And, you know, I would say that just like Jason said, the number one next step for you guys is just go behaviorquiz.com. Um, but also just keep following along. If this has resonated with you at all, I know that you're going to love the next episode because we're going to be talking about primary parenting styles. So this episode was all about the kids' behaviors. And we're going to be talking about your behavior in the next episode. So I am really excited well, about and, this one. And even take the quiz for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, take the quiz for yourself. Um, 
and see what happens. It is very, it is very drawn to a kid. Like it's no, no, I, I get know. that. Yeah. But like you can glean information yes. about yourself. You can, you can from these as well. Yes, absolutely. And honestly, for uh, for those of you who are not necessarily like drawn to that inner kid. It can bring out, it can remind you of how fun it is to be a kid. Yeah, yeah. So um, I've had a lot of fun on this episode. I hope you've learned a lot about your kid. Um, Hopefully you've gotten some insights and some things you can do to help with your child. And I will see you in the next episode where we're going to be talking about your primary parenting style and kind of debunking some of these ideas about what's right, what's wrong, and which style is best. Um, Hint, no style is best. And you are exactly the parent that you are designed to be. And your child is not broken. And we will see you in the next episode. You've got this. Oh, and before I go, one quick note for all of you who are enjoying the podcast. My new book is officially live, and I know you're going to love it. So just a quick reminder, you can go get your copy at calmthechaosbook.com. And if you do, you'll get some cool bonuses as well. Once again, get your copy at calmthechaosbook.com and I'll see you next week.